Welcome to the Runners Who Wine podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole, a certified personal trainer, runner, and self-proclaimed wine connoisseur. And with me is the always amazing Anne-Marie. She's a DVRT master instructor, fellow runner, and wine lover. This podcast is your jam if you're looking for authentic, unfiltered product reviews, information on all things running, and real talk regarding everything that fuels our runs, including a big old glass of wine. So pour yourself a glass and let's get started. Welcome to episode six of the Runners Who Wine podcast. Anne-Marie is still here with me in Austin. Yay! And she's having a great time and she's never leaving, right? Never, ever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today's topic is how to build a training plan. So we have a lot to talk about today. But before we get to it, Anne-Marie, tell me a little bit about that delicious bottle of wine you got there. Um, Well, Nicole, it is a distinctive varietal wine. It's a Chardonnay from the year 2016 um, from the St. Michelle Vineyards in Woodenville, Washington. Um, it doesn't really give a specific description, but it is the 50th anniversary celebration bottling. Oh, wow. So they've been around for a while. They know what they're doing. Apparently so. Yes. (laughs) Well, I have a Pinot Noir today. Mm -hmm. I'm a big red wine person, as I think you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one is called Mirasso. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. Looks right. It is M-I-R-A-S-S-O-U from California. And it is actually celebrating 150 years. Whoa. So I got you beat there. You do. But it says it has fresh fruit flavors of cherries, strawberries, and red currants, and that it pairs well with grilled poultry, light pasta dishes, Swiss and Gruyere cheeses. Swiss, oh. Swiss and Gruyere cheeses. Yum. Now I'm hungry. I know. Anyway, it's delicious. We got our wine going. So now that we have sufficient alcohol, let's talk training plans. Heck yeah. Um, So Nicole, I know you have a lot of different experience um, with a variety of training plans. So uh, why don't you break it down for us and tell us the different training plans that you've used? Sure. So I've done a few different ones. Um, I've run four marathons and I've trained differently for each one. Mm -hmm. So my first marathon ever, I picked a plan that oh I must have found it online I couldn't even tell you what it was at this point unfortunately but I was running about five days a week um, and it was all different runs different distances and it had me going up to a 20 miler for a marathon Um, my second marathon was Philadelphia Marathon in 2014 15 2015 okay and that one I switched to run less run faster okay which is a plan I really enjoy it's a three run a week plan which I think is for me much better Mm -hmm. I enjoy um fewer runs per week so that I can do other workouts and other cross training which is important which we'll get to um but it's run less run faster is three runs a week but those runs are pretty challenging so it's a you usually have a speed work run Mm -hmm. you have some sort of uh, tempo run, um, and then you have your long run. Mm -hmm. So that worked really well. And then after that I did, I had the, uh, Disney world marathon. I was doing the dopey challenge, which is four races in a row. That was insane. (laughs) It's a, it's a 5k on Thursday, a 10k on Friday, a half marathon on Saturday and a full marathon on Sunday. I still don't know how you did it. (laughs) Needless to say, I did not run any of those for time, but I did right after Philadelphia ended, started doing a few back to back longer-ish runs just to prepare my body for all the miles I would be running, Mm -hmm. but taking them slow. 
And then the last marathon that I did, I worked with a running coach. Oh. Um, I worked with Susie, uh, who I'll, I'll link to her site. She just had a baby. Yeah, shout out to Suze, um, little baby Yoshi. <laughs> but her plan, she gave me a three run a week plan because I told her I liked that and it was great. So I've definitely had experience with all different plans and it really depends on what's best for you. I've also done different half marathon plans. Uh, I did run, uh, run last run, I already talked about that. I did uh, Jeff Galloway's walk run interval plan all pretty much all of last year and really enjoyed that yeah so it really depends and I I can go into a little more detail about what each plan entails um I talked about run less run faster it's three runs a week but they're they're tough runs you have to really push yourself during each run but you're not running five days a week right um and that plan's really great and it's it's really good if you're trying to PR Mm because it really helps you build up your speed um Jeff Galloway's plan run the run walk intervals, he maps out how long you should run for and how long you should walk for based on your fitness level. So I was doing four minutes of walking followed by 30 seconds, sorry, four minutes of running. <laughs> I was like, oh wow. Got a little bit of wine guys. <laughs> four minutes of running followed by 30 seconds of walking. Okay. Uh, and I really enjoyed that. I felt like uh, I wasn't doing it to PR. Okay. I was doing it in a year of, I just want to enjoy the races that I'm doing and, you know, get back to enjoying running again because mm-hmm. I had just had a really hard marathon training cycle. And it's really nice. You know, you run, you you look forward to those little breaks that you get. Um, I would always take my fuel during those breaks, not every four minute break, but every like three or four. And it's just a nice way to enjoy a race, especially if you're doing a destination run, you're in a new city. It lets you kind of go a little slower and take in the world around right, you. And I, I still had decent times, um, but I did uh, the last one that I did with Run Walk was the San Antonio Half last December, and I finished in like just over two hours. Yeah, I think I could have gotten under, but I mean, it was a 98% humidity day and such is life. But um, yeah, it's a really sense. great plan, especially if you if you don't care about your speed, if you want to enjoy the race. And um, I know Disney races, they partner with Jeff Galloway. Oh, okay. So their pacers actually do run walk. Oh, interesting. So if you go in a pace that. group, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll be doing run walk. So that's pretty cool. Um, what about you? What are some of the training plans that you've worked with? Um, so much like where you're talking about the run less, run faster, I've used the... Um, train like a mother runner training plans before both their half marathon and their marathon even when marathon training I'm really only running three days a week um, because like you mentioned I think it's super important to do your cross training and your strength training days um, I personally find that running like five days a week is just too much my body can't handle it um, I'm just it's just not how I'm built you start um, to burn out a little you do running. you do start to burn out I, I'm not a high mileage runner even though I run long distances my like weekly mile like you see these runners that are constantly like five miles today six miles tomorrow and by the end of the week they're up in the you know 50 plus range mm-hmm. um, that's not me that's never been me however I have found success with the um, the three day a week type runs usually those runs are split up like you mentioned something some sort of speed workout um, usually on Tuesdays say I would do a tempo run mm-hmm. um, Thursdays might be some sort of like speed or hill workout or interval workout 
um, depending on the type of race that I'm training for um, and what I'm trying to PR. And then always on Saturday or Sunday, depending on my schedule, was a long run. Um, those long runs were always obviously very slowly increase your mileage. Um, starting out with like a half marathon, you might start with like a six mile, um, you know, long run. Um, and then build, like, work your way up, obviously. I think the there's two different training plans for the half marathon from Train Like a Mother that I've used. There's one that's like finish it, and there's another that's like, my oh gosh, I don't know what they actually call it. It's not kill it, but it's <laughs> it's something like, you know, um, you're going to PR, like mm-hmm. you're training for speed. That's pretty cool. And for the... Um, for the finish it, your your total mileage, like the longest miles you run is probably like, I don't know, maybe like 12 or 13. You're not getting up there. For the, the like when you're going to kill it, like you're looking to PR, that training plan has up to like 15 miles for their half marathon. Oh, wow. Um it would, it would, I probably should have looked at my journal because I do keep a, a running log of the different training plans I've used, but um, I don't remember what I used for the half marathon or the, excuse me, my full marathon, um, but I do remember getting up to something like 20 or 22 miles. Um, I, you know, it's hard. I've only, I'm not as experienced of a marathon runner as you. Um, I know a lot of things I would have done differently, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know that that was the training plan as much as it was just a learning curve on my part. Yeah. Um, but I value the days when I can fit in my strength training because obviously I'm a huge proponent of doing that and not just, you know, doing squats or bicep curls or something. It's very specific strength training. So a lot of unilateral type work, mm-hmm. um, one side, make sure that you're um, strengthening your imbalances because, you know, when we're running, we're only really moving in one plane of motion. So training in different planes of motion is imperative to make sure that um, you're preventing injuries. Yeah, let's talk about that a little more because I think that's really important. Cross-training is so integral yeah. to running. You really do need to build up those muscles and work them in different ways to avoid injury, mm-hmm. uh, not just to build up your strength and speed, but I found that when I really stick to my cross-training plan, whether it's, I've done all different kinds of cross-training plans as well. I've done CrossFit, I've mm-hmm. done yoga, I did one race where I was doing insanity workouts in between my runs. Oh, wow. Um, so, but just getting in different types of workouts, working your muscles in different ways uh, that aren't your typical running muscles, I think is so, 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 so important because it is so easy when you're running, especially for endurance races. And I know we're talking mostly about half marathon and full marathon plans, but the the same goes for 5k and 10k plans, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, going into ultra running. But it's so important to work your lower body, build up your upper body, your upper body still working when you're running. Mm-hmm. Your core is so key and not just your abs, like your core is your back, your trunk, it's yeah. your glutes, it's everything. Um, making sure you're really working all of those muscles in all different ways and unilateral ec- exercises are so key. I just got a minor injury because I wasn't doing enough oh, unilateral yeah. exercises. So, um, uh, I would definitely do that. I, I typically do try to do like a lower body day, mm-hmm. an upper body mm-hmm. day, and then kind of a total body day. Um, and then I run three days a week and then I have a rest day. Right. Of course you have to do what's best for you, but as long as you're doing some sort of cross training that works other muscles and also isn't necessarily cardio cause you're doing a lot of cardio and endurance when you're running. Yeah. I, I think that's an important point. You don't want to, I mean, I'm all for conditioning and if you want to throw in some sort of like, you know, finisher that's going to like get your metabolism jacked or something like that, that's fine. But 
on your strength training days, you really should be focusing on strength training. And those days aren't going to, you're not going to feel that same type of like, oh my God, I'm, you know, sweating, dying type from when you're running. It's going to feel like a different type of sweat, but that doesn't mean that you're not benefiting from it. Um, I actually have, I own a strength training, like a small studio, and we, I specifically train um, runners and triathletes, and we do a ton of unilateral work. We always start with a warm-up um, that really warm, you know, warms up everything from head to toe, but a lot of it's really working on like firing up that core, firing up those muscles. Um, it's, there's no static stretching or anything going on for our warm-up. It's, it's very dynamic in the way we use sandbags, um, like a weight just to kind of like get things going, activate your lats, activate your glutes. And then our actual like strength training, um, sessions, like the workout, it really is like a lot of like sprinter stance, like lifts and like, you know, um, lateral lunges and um bulgarian split squats like that type of thing but like you mentioned the upper body is just as important so we'll do a lot of like offset overhead pressing rotational overhead pressing um rows all of those things are going to help build up your your Mm -hmm. upper body because your upper body's in the later part of a race or a run that's where you start to fall apart so if you see people like rounding their backs a little bit that's going to affect the way that you're engaging your core and then then you're you're losing your form and then you might end up getting injured um, and you'll definitely lose your pace Mm -hmm. uh, at that point too so strong upper body strong core all very imperative and guys Anne marie has a lot of really great stuff on her blog about like building up unilateral exercises and and doing things with she she you use the sandbag a lot yeah it's really cool Mm -hmm. um but whatever you enjoy doing you should do right definitely just find something that you enjoy and uh because if you hate it obviously you're not going to do it (laughs) um but it is imperative you have to do something you cannot neglect strength training when you're weaving it in but that's what I kind of like about the train like a mother and I have not looked at the run last run faster but it sounds very similar in the way that it's set up in the training plans it'll tell you cross train Mm -hmm. and and obviously like taking a rest day like don't neglect the rest (laughs) yes I was actually just going to mention that we talked a little bit in the last episode about foam rolling yeah making sure that you're stretching is just as important um foam rolling and also taking a day off yeah you have to yeah uh but when it comes to so I always suggest if you're doing a race for the first day this is your first race no matter Mm -hmm. the distance um I would definitely find a plan online or work with a coach working with a coach is great I can't recommend it anymore Susie's great um (laughs) she just had a baby though as we said so I don't know if she's taking on new clients now but if she is Susie but um I would definitely find a plan to stick to and try to stick to it as well as you can find some there are plenty of uh, cross training for runners, yoga for runners, right. workouts for runners that you can find online and do, um, or work with a personal trainer, right, um, or your studio. But I would definitely try to stick to a plan. And once you get, once you have more races under your belt and you get more comfortable with what sort of plan you enjoy, um, some people do really great with five runs a week, six runs a week. Some people do a short run and then do cross training exercises afterwards. It really depends on yeah. who you are and what your goals are. So I'm not knocking running more than three days a week. No, I just think you have to find definitely what works for you. And I just know where my body was. I need that strength training. My body craves that 
some something different. Yeah. Um, I can't. I just cannot do the same thing every single day. But much like you, something upper body more focused, mm-hmm. something lower body focused, and then I definitely would have a total body workout. And those total body workouts don't always involve weight. Sometimes it's a it's a body weight workout. Mm-hmm. Um, I think lifting heavy and running long doesn't always mix depending on what your mileage is. So definitely finding that medium of mm-hmm. like where, how, what, what weight is going to, I'm going to benefit at and not like try to be deadlifting 200 <laughs> pounds and then go running, you know, 20 miles the next day. Well, and that's, that's another good point. If so, when I'm planning, when I'm putting my plan together, yeah, I usually do. So I do my long runs on Saturday or Sunday, and then I usually do leg day on Monday or Tuesday. So, so spacing out that. So that, um, if I do work my legs a little too much during that strength training workout, I have the entire week to recover before I'm doing my long run mm-hmm. again. So I'm not doing, you know, a bazillion squats or lifting a little heavier right. and then the next day going on a 20 mile run. Yeah. I definitely made the mistake of doing like bajillion box jumps and then trying to run like 16 miles the next day. And I was like, Whoa, I know better than this. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you, once you're comfortable with what sort of training plan you like and you feel like you're ready to almost build your own or take one and adjust it to your liking, I would say key things to think about are, incorporating different types of runs so Mm -hmm. that you're not just going out there and doing a five mile run at the same pace and then you know five mile run at a nine minute pace say and then two days later you're doing a five mile run at a nine minute pace and then you're doing your long run at a nine minute pace you know you got to switch it up to work your different types of running work your muscles in different ways Mm -hmm. and work your muscle fibers in different ways so incorporating speed intervals incorporating tempo runs, incorporating hill workouts, Mm -hmm. um, incorporating, you know, run walk intervals, um, doing, doing a slow and steady run and then doing some sprints at the end Mm -hmm. even to just kind of up your endurance, just doing different types of runs to work your endurance levels, work your muscles and build up your running in different ways. Um, I know a lot of plans have the long runs as like long, slow distance runs, um, which is fine. And I'm totally, I, I think it's all about time on your feet when building that like longer distance mileage. But if you've really gotten into it, like if you've done a few half marathons and if you're looking to kind of change it up a little bit and maybe, um, PR, like I've thrown speed intervals in my long runs before just mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, maybe for like a mile or two, like the middle, like two or three or four miles or whatever it is of that, just kind of like push the pace a little bit and then slow down. Um, I'm, and one thing we didn't mention, and I've seen it written in some training plans, but I'm also a really huge fan of progressive runs. Um, Mm. they're harder to do outside just, (laughs) but if you are stuck on the treadmill and you're looking for something, um, progressive runs on the treadmill, like upping that every single mile. So usually say I'll start out at like a seven and then go to 7.1 or 7.2 and work, you know, if I'm doing four miles by the end, I'm at like 7.5 or 7.6. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of just making your body like, um, used to, getting faster at the end and starting out slow because that's a lot of big mistake a lot of runners make um with races especially with that adrenaline rush Mm -hmm. is that they start out too quick so really training yourself to start out slow and then build that speed yeah I think that's a really good point I know also when you're doing your long runs you may have a pace in mind if you're trying to PR your long runs for the most part should be slower than your goal pace and I mean not just like a little slower a A lot lot slower You, you should be saving, you know, just trying to build up your endurance and be able to run the distance 
And then come race day, like what, you've been doing all the tempo runs, you've been doing all the interval runs, you've been doing all the hill training. That adrenaline on race day will get you It'll to the pace you. that yeah. you need to be at. Sure. Um, obviously, you don't want to be running it. You don't want to run a 12-minute pace and then want to run a seven-minute pace during your <laughs> race. You need to be a little closer than that, right. but you should definitely be taking it slow. Um, and then, you know, if you are getting a little bored, throwing in some intervals and stuff like that is totally fine. But for the most part, your long runs should, should be, be much slower. slower than your race yeah. pace. Um, so I think to recap a little bit, what the takeaway should be is pick a training plan that's going to really, that for your goal. So if you're looking just to like finish a half marathon and just have fun with it, explore. I love taking it slow on some, you know, destination races just so I can take it in a little bit more, you know, maybe the walk run, Jeff Galloway's walk run will work for you, especially like at a Disney race. It's really hard probably to try to PR with that many people and everything that's going on. Um, but if you have a goal race in mind, like finding a training plan that does incorporate, um, those speed, those tempo, those interval runs and actually like determining what your race pace should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll put all of this stuff in the show notes, um, URLs to Jeff Galloway to yeah. run like a mother, to run less, run faster, to um, Susie's blog if you're yeah. looking for a run coach, um, all that stuff. And, and also to Anne-Marie's blog. She has a lot of really great exercises for runners mm-hmm. to do on your cross-training days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys took something away from this um moral of the story is basically you have to do you but you do you boo um but there's a lot I mean this is this is something we could probably talk about for an hour so definitely like these are just key talking points uh investigate if you have questions don't be afraid to reach out to us uh to ask and we can always point you in the right direction absolutely um so Thank you guys for joining us for another fun episode. We will be back in two weeks uh, talking about strength training and running. So diving a little more into what we talked about today. So I hope you'll join us then. Be sure to check out the show notes for everything we chatted about today. And for more from me, Nicole, check out fitfulfocus.com and from Anne-Marie at thefitfoodiemama.com. And for any questions, you can email us at runnerswhowine, that's wine like the beverage, at gmail.com.